An entitled Karen tries to steal my dog right in front of me. She runs off, but I catch her just in time. Okay, so this happened about a week ago. I was walking my dog in the park like usual. Keep in mind, this was a dog park that has lots of dogs. And I decided to go to an empty area with my dog, whose name is Milo. Milo likes to jump on anyone that he sees. When I was walking to the area, I see a woman that looks like she's in her mid-30s. I see her walking towards the direction we are heading, because if she's too near Milo, he would have run to her and tried to play with her. After seeing her come towards my direction, I turn left as I see an empty patch of space, so I decided to walk there. After walking to the area, I take off the lead of Milo so he can run freely. Keep in mind, the area I was in was a bit far from the area the woman was in, so Milo wouldn't even be able to see her. After playing with Milo for about 20 to 30 minutes, I decided to go home. I put Milo on a leash and head towards the exit. When we were walking there, I saw the woman heading towards the exit too. I kind of thought it was fishy as she headed to the exit right when I started to. I thought I was just overthinking, so I forgot about it very quickly. About halfway from the exit, the woman shouts at me, Excuse me, is it possible if you let me pet your dog? She said with a smile. I told her that's fine and let her come over with a gentle smile. I start going towards the woman, thinking this is all normal. She says, Aw, look at you gorgeous. She said in a cute voice while petting Milo. What's his name? I tell her that the dog's name is Milo. She goes, Aw, he's so cute. She says this while she's still petting him. And while she's petting Milo, I see her take the lead off of Milo. I was going to tell her to not take the lead off as he might run off, but I was too late. Trying to not ruin the conversation, I just go with it. Right when I got distracted, I see this entitled crazy Karen run off with Milo. My brain stops working for a second as I was just confused as to what was happening. Then it got to me. She was running off with Milo, so I started chasing after her telling her to stop. She was near the exit, so I got even more worried. Eventually, I caught up to her as I was almost out of breath from running. I grabbed my poor, confused Milo and pushed this lady into a bush. I told her to get lost, and I ran home. I was honestly very surprised I didn't faint or collapse while running, as I'm not really an athletic guy. Currently, Milo is safe, and whenever I go to that park, I warn others about that crazy Karen. I tried contacting the police about it, but they said they couldn't do anything, as I didn't have much information, and there was no cameras that got her face. I was kind of pissed off, but I'm glad, most of all, that I got my Milo back. If someone ran off with my dog, I would have done a lot worse than just push them in a bush. That's insane. That's why, to me, it's always important to microchip your pet. A microchip will basically allow you to get your dog back if someone were to steal it or if it were to get lost and someone were to pick it up. They scan it and they're able to get your address, your phone number, stuff like that. But what a crazy situation. It is horrifying to think that someone would try and steal my dog if I was in this situation, as a dog is someone I consider to be a part of my family. It's really scary stuff. It's absolutely horrifying, but thankfully this guy got his dog back and all is well. My entitled dad is about to get what he deserves. For all of my 27 years of life, my dad has been very entitled. He is under the belief that everyone needs to drop whatever they are doing just to help him, but he himself doesn't lift a finger to help any of us. If a conversation does not involve him, he doesn't care and will quickly change the subject to be about himself. He also believes that everyone in the house should have the same hobbies as him, and that everybody else's hobbies are stupid. I will spare you the details, but I could go on and on about this. I have just moved in with my parents to help my mom while I finish college. My niece, who is three years old, also lives with us. Ever since my niece came to live with us, my dad's temper has been on an even shorter fuse. A couple of weeks ago, my mom turned on all the lights in the dining room while she sat at the table. My dad came in and asked if she needed all of the lights on. My mom said no, and that she will turn them off 
off once the table is set. For whatever reason, this set my dad off. He starts yelling at her. My mom then starts yelling back. I guess this threw him off because she normally doesn't argue back. He starts to storm out, but turns back and flips the table. All my mom's nice plates and bowls go shattering on the floor. My niece at this point starts crying. He flings a desk chair in her direction. Luckily, this is about when I came inside and the chair hits me instead. After that, he left for the night, probably to go to a bar. I told my mom she needs to make plans to leave. This wasn't the first, neither is it going to be the last incident where he does this. She agrees, but finds it hard to leave because this has been her whole life. She says he has a sweet side, but after he nearly hit my niece with the chair, I am personally done. I have finally convinced my mom to leave and we are preparing for a quick exit. No warning or anything. Once he goes on his trip, we are gone. This is going to hurt my dad more than he knows. He doesn't do any of the household cleaning. He doesn't keep up with the bills or maintaining the land that we live on. That's all my mom as well as me. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he had to sell the house as well as the land that it's sitting on. All because he won't be able to afford anything once me as well as his wife are out of the picture. I hope this all goes well and I hope your mom gets a divorce from this psychopath. He tried to throw a chair at a kid. I mean, that's just crazy. It is definitely time to take an exit, but please be careful. Violent people like this very rarely change and it might be good to try and get the police involved and get some kind of report. And I think sure, this guy probably had some kind of sweet side when he first got married to his wife, but those days are long gone. This man has most definitely changed since then and both of you are better off for deciding that yeah, we gotta get out of here while the getting's good because who knows what he could do next and personally, I would not want to stick around and find out. My boyfriend refuses to help me financially and I don't know what to do about it. My boyfriend and I moved out to a new state together after two years of dating. It's been two years now of living together and for the past year, he's been really slacking on his job. We both never went to college so we are currently working not so great retail jobs and my pay rate is about $2 more than him. Our rent is at an all-time high and I'm afraid he won't make his side of the rent this month. I will already be paying a whole electricity bill again. We will be moving in July and I'm pretty sure I will be covering most of the costs of moving as well. I currently work five days a week during the week and for each shift it's about eight hours of work and I sometimes stay an hour or two extra with the idea of making more money so that we can be as comfortable as possible. Meanwhile, my boyfriend refuses to work five days and sticks to a four day a week at only six to seven hours each shift. He sometimes complains about not having enough hours. However, he does absolutely nothing about it. Then he will sometimes complain about working too much. And when I bring up how much I work, mostly out of frustration, to be honest, especially when compared to how much he works, he gets angry with me saying he actually lifts stuff at his job. I'm starting to resent him for this, especially since this week he only worked three days. I told him we need to work more so we can move, yet he still chose to not go in for the fourth day. I only make more than him because my priority is making sure I can bring in my side of income. Meanwhile, he complains I work too much. It's only five days a week. It's normal. But in reality, I have to work more because he doesn't do enough. He does not clean as much as I would like him to. He has the off days and he has the time is how I see it. He refuses to go on a full grocery trip all on his own, even if I offer to pay for it all. He doesn't even work on his hobby or his side passion. He just plays games all day when he's off. I have suggested to him to open a savings account or at least get a credit card to start building his credit. We only moved here because I have good credit. He absolutely refuses to. He doesn't even know how to pay for rent or electricity. And I have even shown him, but he does 
does not care to do it himself or even remember to do it. I'm the one who's been doing it the whole time while he just sends me his portion of it. I legitimately feel like he wouldn't be able to do anything as an adult if I wasn't there to do it for him. After all, I was the one that scheduled and planned literally everything so we could move out of state. He helped a lot, but it was me initiating everything. And honestly, I'm just tired of it. He is the most amazing person I have ever met. However, when it comes to this, it is so frustrating and it's really taking a toll on me. Whenever I bring up his work ethic or when I even try to approach the topic, he just gets super upset. I feel so stuck and I honestly don't know what to do. The reason why he doesn't take extra work is because you are doing the extra work. Like he literally doesn't have to call into work because you're making ends meet. He's using you completely for all these things. He doesn't cook, clean, doesn't do anything. He doesn't pay for electricity because you already take care of it. Like he's literally using you. And I am sure that he has great qualities just like any other person. But where it counts the most, he is slacking big time. At this point, you're not even his girlfriend. You are just his mother. And that is not fair for you at all. This is supposed to be a partnership, 50-50. So in my opinion, since you're paying for everything and you just wait for him to pay his part, you can now say, okay, I'm going to pay 50% and then you walk him through how to pay his portion, exactly how to pay the electric bill, exactly how to submit his rent. That's probably going to be the only way to get things going. And if he can't even do that simple thing, then maybe it's time to move on. Maybe that's a little extreme, but it sounds like you've been putting up with this for a while. And if your boyfriend is a glimpse into the future of what your husband's going to be like, then in my opinion, you did not pick a winner. And that's okay. At least you know. So yeah, a healthy wake-up call, I think in this situation, will go a long way. My husband is livid that I went to a barbecue. I'm a 41-year-old female, and I went to a barbecue that one of my team members hosted at their house last week. My husband, who's 44, told me I disrespected him by going to the barbecue because I was in another man's house. There was six of us there, including the host's wife. She took a photo of all of us so I could submit it to our work social media type platform. So there's proof of who was there, but my husband seems to think that because I was at some man's house, I was attempting to cheat on him. A little backstory, my husband is quite insecure and very jealous. His ex-wife cheated on him, which broke up their marriage. So he's constantly thinking, I'm going to do the same thing as well. We've been together now for nine years. Married for six. We have Life360 on our phones. Again, because he is insecure and wants to know where I am all the time. I don't care because I don't have anything to hide. But apparently, he's looking at my location and decides to call me. I don't answer because I was getting food. So he calls back when I'm sitting down. And when I answer, he's very angry that I'm at a man's house and wants to argue with me while I'm sitting around all my coworkers. I tell him we'll talk about this when I get home and hang up. He calls back again and I don't answer a couple of times. He's texting that my behavior is unacceptable and that he didn't sign up for this. I'm quite confused because this is literally just a team building work event. As co-workers, we're literally just socializing because we haven't been able to with all of these COVID restrictions the past couple of years. He doesn't think men and women can be friends, and I don't believe that myself. I've told him straight up that if he's incapable of being friends with a woman and not messing around with her, then he shouldn't be friends with her at all, or any woman for that matter. I don't have that issue. I can be friends with anyone and not want to sleep around with them, if you know what I mean. I digress. The biggest issue is he hasn't been speaking to me since Friday. No worries, I've got friends and things to do. He finally realizes yesterday that I'm not initiating a conversation because I don't have an issue with my behavior. He comes to me and says again he didn't sign up for my disrespect and he doesn't know if we're going to make it. I told him that relationships without trust are bound to fail. Either he believes I was at a team building event and again, mind you, there were pictures 
pictures available, or he thinks I was attempting to cheat. If he thinks I'm cheating, then I agree. Our relationship is not going to make it. So am I in the wrong for attending a team barbecue with my team? Am I supposed to change my beliefs because of this? What should I do? The way your husband is acting is absolutely out of line. You already have Life360 installed on your phone, and clearly he's looking at it. Like, how can he not look up exactly where you're at and then cross-reference it with, I don't know, the pictures that were taken? Like, it's pretty obvious you were not sleeping around, and it's pretty obvious that you're not going to cheat on your husband. You know what is going to make you leave your husband? Him acting like you're going to cheat on him. I mean, that level of distrust in somebody is just obnoxious. I don't care who you are, that gets old really quick. It's one thing to have anxiety about your partner not being faithful. It's a whole nother ballgame when every single thing they do is questioned. And going to a team-building exercise does not mean that she is cheating on him. I mean, that's just ridiculous. People go to work events, trips, parties, all kinds of stuff. It's all there, generally speaking, to build camaraderie. So yeah, in my opinion, the entire problem with this situation is all on the guy. He's freaking out over something that hasn't and won't happen. But pretty quickly, she is going to be out of his life if he keeps villainizing her and assuming that she is cheating, even though from the sounds of it, she would never do that. My parents accuse me of ruining Christmas every year, and now they wonder why I hate Christmas. One of my parents' many deep wounds is that because they grew up poor, they never got to experience the magical Hallmark kind of Christmas that they grew up seeing on television. This is fair, but unfortunately for my brother and I, who were both raised upper middle class, our Christmases were much more elaborate, geared much more towards my parents, as if they were trying to live vicariously through us than it was a holiday growing up. Christmas had to be this perfect event. It absolutely had to be filmed and documented. We spent just as much of the evening before and the morning of posing for forced family photos as we did anything else. There was so much yelling and screaming with the expectation that things had to go as planned and that the photos had to be taken. The big sticking point every year was naturally the most vapid and consumerist part of the whole event, the presents. For context, I have always had one true passion my whole life. I've been drawing, sculpting, painting, and sewing ever since I was a very young child. I work professionally full-time as an artist now. I still have my first sketchbook, from when I was five years old, full of drawings of me trying to replicate the anime characters I used to watch on TV. I never had enough supplies. I was always running out. As I got older, especially, I was desperate for more advanced and expensive tools like resin casting and drawing tablets. My point being, there were clear and obvious choices for presents. I put almost nothing but art supplies and maybe something extra like a specific book I wanted on the Christmas list my mom asked for us to make for her every year. Only my My mom had a very interesting gift-giving habit. Despite asking for Christmas lists, my mom would often only get one or maybe two of the things on the list. She wanted the day to be a surprise, so she often bought whatever she wanted. And when it came to buying gifts for me, her daughter, that often meant buying things that she wanted. Things she would have liked when she was my age. Again, trying to live vicariously through me so that she can get the childhood she always wanted. Not only that, but my mom wanted to buy me things that she felt looked impressive to share online. An art supply wasn't impressive to her. So she would get me expensive jewelry, expensive clothing, weird gadgets, extremely overpriced bathroom products for some reason, and then maybe a few cheap art supply tools or materials, which, you know, is fine. I wasn't a greedy kid, and I appreciated the thought, of course. I didn't complain. But a polite thank you so much and a smile wasn't enough of a reaction for my parents. I guess I just wasn't a very good actor, but they could tell that I wasn't being genuine about liking something. They would start to interrogate me immediately. They would 
would say stuff like, don't lie. Why don't you like it? What's wrong with it? I thought you'd like it. And then feeling backed into a corner, I'd be honest with them that I don't really like what they got me, even though I appreciate the thought. That always led into, do you know how much I paid for that? I would have killed to get something that nice for Christmas. You're so spoiled. We grew up dirt poor, and you don't know what it's like to not get a Christmas at all. It would always be comments along those lines. I would end up feeling so guilty and ungrateful by the end of it, often locking myself in the bathroom or going into my room just to cry about it. Which, like it was a tradition, would prompt my dad to say to me every year, you ruined Christmas. Christmas to this day has become an unbelievably stressful time of the year for me. I can't look through photos or particularly bad years without crying still. In my mid-teens, I developed what was basically a nervous reaction, where I'd be holding back tears and fighting to keep myself calm from the dread and anxiety of just having to open a present. That made it worse because whether I liked what they got me or not, they interpreted it as me being difficult and snobby. So no matter what, I would get yelled at and berated for hours afterwards. Christmas became a nightmare ordeal for me, prompting some of the worst fights I've ever had with my parents. And it's not much really to do with the gifts themselves, and more so how I was never happy ever, and how it was ruining the whole family. This was particularly embarrassing when it happened in front of extended family over the holiday. I got a reputation in the whole family for being a bratty teenage girl, because my parents would talk all this garbage after the fight was over. It was degrading and humiliating. When I was 13 years old, that was the first year I asked them to just not get me presents at all, that I just wanted to enjoy the time with family, and that that's what really mattered to me. I was thrown through a loop at the time when telling them this, because somehow that made them even more angry with me. They always brought up money, and how I didn't appreciate how much I have compared to when they were growing up. So I thought this was the obvious solution. I thought the problem was I had too much obviously, and I needed less. They then accused me of not wanting to participate in Christmas at all, even though I still wanted to celebrate the holiday with them. That made everything even worse that year when Christmas did happen. Every single year, I begged them to just not buy me anything, that I was fine without getting presents. But that never worked, and it was like we were all cursed to relive the same dramatic fight over and over again every time December rolled around. They did the same thing to my brother. They accused him of being ungrateful and spoiled, but he was a lot better at always keeping his feelings on the inside. He didn't understand why I couldn't just stonewall it like he could. I felt so terrible about how every year, no matter how hard I tried, I would crack and start crying. I am now an adult, of course. I don't live with them anymore. I've asked them several times if they really want me to come down and be there when they'll have a better time with just my brother. I tell them I can come down and see them every other day of the year, but as I supposedly ruin Christmas without fail, I shouldn't be there on the day itself for everyone's sake. They get offended by this idea, so I end up coming down anyways. They are genuinely, utterly befuddled as to why I despise Christmas as much as I do, when it's such a happy time of the year. I started telling them it's because I have a strong distaste for the consumerist aspect of it, which is true, but obviously, it also very much has to do with the association of shame, guilt, and humiliation. That seemed to have been the magic key, though, because this year, finally, they agreed to not get me any presents. We compromised by them helping me get some new equipment for work, which was very generous of them, and I very much appreciated. I love my fancy new work computer, which makes up for what my old computer couldn't do. This last Christmas went pretty well because of that. They complained the whole time and acted like it was such a shame I didn't have anything to open on Christmas Day, but I felt much more at ease. I just kept reminding them how much I love my work computer. 
I feel like a weight has been lifted and that Christmases will be so much easier to manage now that presents aren't in the equation. Still, though, they know I have nothing but negative feelings towards it and that I refuse to celebrate it with any of the partners I've had since the last thing I want is to bring that nightmare holiday into my relationship. Your parents suck. Let me just go out and say that. The fact that they were guilt tripping you by getting you stuff that you didn't want and then treating you like garbage and freaking out on you when you didn't react the way they wanted to is just so toxic. What a terrible upbringing you had to deal with. I'm so sorry. I think honestly you should try and spend Christmas by yourself. Spend it with a loved one. Spend it with anybody but your parents. I would never go back there next year. Especially when they use you as some kind of scapegoat for their own insecurities. Like yeah we get it. You didn't have a good childhood. But you should in no way shape or form take that out on your children. You're never going to have that hallmark Christmas photo worthy experience. It's never going to be just perfect enough. And it sucks that this kind of family drama just went down on the kids. I hope you're able to move forward from this and find some kind of celebration on this holiday, even if that means you stay home by yourself. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.